Welcome to the Metal Hammer Podcast, episode two. We are coming at you live on this Valentine's Day. Happy, Happy Valentine's. Valentine's! Happy Valentine's Day, guys! Oh, May nice. love and metal fill your worlds. I'm Mo. I'm here as always with Luke and Eleanor. It's been a busy week. We've been going to some gigs. What have we been up to? We went to Marmosets last week, didn't we? That was an interesting one. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, uh, <laughs> that there! Oh, that, I, I back that noise. Yeah, it was a funny one. They played. Um, is it still called Yulu? The Student, uh, student Union Central. In, near Euston Square. That one. Uh, yeah, and it was it was a funny one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was because we we were so excited about it, and because the new album, you know, is pretty great, and it's like okay, they're doing a fairly small venue, they could probably do bigger. It, you know, this would be a lot of fun, and the sound was dog shit. Sound was really Absolutely bad. Absolutely, literally awful. first song in, it, it was just kind of all over the place, wasn't it? Yeah, and you could tell that they knew they didn't sound great, and it just yeah, all the fun and excitement was just sucked out of the room after about three songs. Well, it was where we were like down, you know. Down on the floor in the pit. No, it was in the VIP balcony, guys. Of course, yeah, yeah. It was, it was kicking off. Yeah, the crowd were loving it, but yeah, yeah. I but, mean, yeah, it was just such a shame. If you were just watching a video of that gig with no sound, you probably would have thought it was amazing, just because the crowd was so into it. Which is a good sign. Like they were yeah, all, yeah. all over the new material. Um, you can tell that album's already really like getting people excited. Um, but yeah, just not not the best, almost certainly not the best Marmosets gig we'll see on this cycle. No, definitely not. I'm sure I'm sure every other gig on that tour was great. It was just felt like something was really off that night. But was it called Major System Error? Is yeah, absolutely uh, wicked. Definitely, definitely going to be uh, in their set list for a long time to come. So never mind. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll get another chance to see him soon. On uh, Sunday night, Ellen and I went to see Arch Enemy. That's pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. I'd never seen him with Alyssa before. and uh, No, I, unbelievably I and Eva, actually. Just kept missing him, but we said that, right? She was really cool. Loads of high kicks, jumping off things, loads of energy. <laughs> Loving the high kicks. I was very excited by the high kicks. Are you an Arch Enemy fan? Because you seem to know more songs than I thought you would. Not to sound yeah. like a twat, but I didn't, we never really... We, me and me <laughs> have never really talked about Arch Enemy before. They used no. to be one of my proper favourite metal bands. I'd say just a really casual Arch Enemy lister. I've never right. really been very like, obsessed with them or anything like that. But whenever like one of the big songs like We Will Rise or something yeah. is on... I'll get a bit excited. Yeah, I, I mean, I, they were Arch Enemy. Were, for me, were one of those bands. It was kind of them in flames and soil work that really took me from you know more mainstream metal, everything from new metal to Manson and the old school stuff into the more extreme stuff. So I was properly obsessed with Arch Enemy for a long time. And I think you know, I don't think they've made their classic album under Elisa yet. If I'm being honest, I've liked both of them, but I think. The singles have stood out a lot on those two albums, but um, yeah, they were fucking great on Sunday, man. Like the songs, really the new songs did sound really good. Um, going into Ravenous, two songs in was just awesome. They've always been one of the tightest bands in metal, and I, and I definitely do think Elisa's brought something a bit different to them. They're just a bit, I don't know, a bit more vibrant, a bit more exciting than they were, I think. Well, like you mentioned Soil Working in Flames, and I've always loved those bands. Yeah. Kind of over Arch Enemy, but yeah. having seen them at the weekend, I'm definitely going to go back and revisit some of those older albums yeah you should you should Wages of Sin and Anthems of Rebellion are fucking absolute ironclad classics uh, shout out Tribulation as well who supported them that is a band absolutely that have the tools to break out of the underground this year they have a really good reception Coco was already packed when they came on um, that new album's great as well so yeah lots of exciting stuff going on there uh, Luke you went somewhere else what did you do this week you went to Drab Majesty Drab Majesty yeah what was that like? uh, really really good yeah it's like I had to describe it really Someone described it to me as dark wave, and it's sort of like 
new order a bit post-punky, bit weird. But in, if you like mm. Grave Pleasures, you'll probably dig it. It's, it's like two-piece, electronic and weird, but really fucking cool. It's a bit of a metal crowd awesome. there as well. Dude in a like, Cannibal Corpse shirt, dude in a Harry Kiri for the Sky shirt. Awesome. Doing a skinny puppy hoodie. Nice. And lots of hipsters, and I felt really uncool. <laughs> Where was the gig? Uh, Moth Club. So I've never even heard of no, it. Fuck, where's that? It's near Hackney Central Station. Oh, there you go then. So, yeah. <laughs> it is amazing, like, when there's a metal gig in Hackney, the hipsters just come out like you've never <laughs> seen before. Non-Londoners, so that's East London. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hipsterville. So Oh God, how London of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm sure we will get the chance to talk about this a bit more as the year progresses, but there's a lot of that kind of more electronic, heavy stuff going on in the scene right now that metalheads are all over. Um, I'm all about it. Uh, so yeah, good week for gigs, generally speaking. What else has been going on? I suppose we're going to talk about this uh, this Reading and Leeds lineup. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> yeah, that, that end of conversation. Yeah, Reading and Leeds uh, finally felt like they held off for a while um, announcing it this year. February is quite yeah, late in the day, I think. Considering Downloads announced, obviously Download happens before Reading, but Download have announced, what, over 50 bands now. Yeah. And Reading have only just announced their bands. But obviously they're not the same festival, but... Well, I mean, the first the first point is we should get into this properly, really. I guess the main point everyone's got with this lineup is that it's just not it's not very rock, let alone not very metal. Yeah. So I mean, where do we stand on where Reading is? Uh, do you like the lineup? I mean, I know it's not really very far in Hammers World this year so far, but yeah, I think it's good they got a variety of bands, and it's just really, like I said, it's not rock it's not metal there's a lot of pop in it I think everyone's objecting to like the big pop artists but personally I really like Dua Lipa so yeah well, <laughs> I'm um, happy with that I'm interested to see what Kendrick brings to a, a, a crowd like that on that kind of festival so I think it is just lots of new current music but nothing there's no one really huge apart from the headliners and it isn't really going in a particular direction it's just kind of stuff that's popular I'm sort of surprised at Kings of Leon Maybe like, I I know I'm not I don't live in that world so well, I'm sort of surprised kind of... to go oh they're still here but when you got Kendrick it's is the only headline that I'm bothered about out of all of it. Well, yeah. I think with Kings of Leon I guess for, I mean there's no we're not going to talk about this stuff all podcast because it's not our crowd but no. I kind of assumed that for a certain demographic Kings of Leon have kind of become a bit of a heritage act now. Yeah, I guess they're still like they you know, they're like the Killers you know just a big band yeah. that have always been there. But the Killers are nostalgic guys. Fucking hell! <laughs> well, Hot, Hot Fuss came out in what two thousand five or something. Yeah, let's not. But um, but yeah, like you say, there's no there's no metal been announced yet. I'm sure the what's it called the, the lock pit. the lockup stage and, and the pit will announce yeah. at some point. And, yeah, that's and, always going to Yeah, so it's just I mean. I'm getting a bit fed up with the way people react to stuff like Reading and Leeds now because I've seen all over my Facebook, all over Twitter, people posting lineups of Reading 1980 or Reading 2005 <laughs> or 99 or whatever and going, oh, it's not like this anymore. And I just think, look, Reading has always been a youth-oriented festival. And the reality is, is that right now, really heavy music is not permeating the mainstream in as significant a way as it was 15 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever it's just not and I think if you're a rock fan on any level and you've got Download Bloodstock Stone Free uh, Damnation Slam Dunk I don't really understand what you've got to complain about that you're not getting to see Napalm Death at Reading this year or Whitesnake or Limp Bizkit or whoever it is you want to see like I don't understand what people are so pissed off about I don't get it like yeah it's a shame that we're not getting to see our bands kind of permeate that that kind of more mainstream side of the game at the moment but 
if you want to see rock music, you are spoiled for choice. Like you have no excuse to not see, a, a, not go to a festival with bands you like this year if if you're able to do so. Yeah, I think if you want to see, you know, it's a shame that oh, Metallica aren't doing a big festival this year. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what I think a lot of people are annoyed that because Mike Hen didn't get announced, which yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone seemed to think that was going to happen. But I don't, I'm not that bothered if there's no big metal headliner at Reading. But at the same time, it's not, like I say, it's not our crowd. And most people I saw complaining you know, are people that probably aren't going to pay to get in. All the people that I saw complaining, yeah. or weren't complaining, but all the fans seemed fucking stoked on it. At the end of the day, though, it's casual music fans as well, isn't it? It's the popular stuff, the stuff in the charts. Even the stuff from our world, it's Papa Roach, Beartooth, you know, bands that go on and just do a really good show, really high energy. It's kind of that's what it is. Yeah, it is. It is. I think someone's got a good question about Reading and Lee's letter that we'll come back to. But yeah, uh, as 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 we mentioned, I'm sure there's more rock bands to be announced. But if you're not happy about it, just shut the fuck up and go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Parkway Driver back in the studio. Yes. Fuck yes. So excited for this. Uh, there really aren't many albums I'm more ready for in 2018. <laughs> the Parkway Drive album. Uh, yeah, don't know if there's anything to add to that. Really, bring it on. I'm excited as well. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've got to add. It's going to be really cool. I, I love the shows that they played last time around as well with the fire and the drummer with the giant wheel that he was going around in. That was very yeah. good. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 they're going to play Download as well, so it's going to be really good. I believe in Parkway Drive. What else is going on? What else has happened? James Hetfield is making his acting debut, I believe, in a movie about Ted Bundy. Apparently. Starring Zach Efron. As Ted Bundy. This, sorry, you need the whole sentence. Because guess, oh, it gets more and more insane yeah. as you go on. James Hetfield is starring as a sheriff in a movie about Ted Bundy starring Zac Efron. And Zac Efron is Ted Bundy. Yeah, he is Ted Bundy. And the film is told from his girlfriend's perspective. That's oh, really? the whole spin on it. I yeah. didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, cool. Good for James. Which one was Ted Bundy? I don't know. So, <laughs> One of those guys. He killed people between, something like 30 people between 1974 and 1978. Just L to know this. And, <laughs> why? Serial killer editor L, what do you think? And he also, I think it was something like, he got apprehended in like 79 and he got sentenced to death and he died in like 89. Like he wasn't he the one executed in, him. Just roughly, rough, rough outline there, specific yeah. dates. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I was looking it, yeah, it up. One of the hor- one of the one, one of the bastards. He did um, horrible things across several states. Murders. Interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the serial killer stuff is very big uh, news at the moment in film and TV. So there you go. Zach Efron. Don't know. I mean, maybe he'll be great. It's worth <laughs> sure. mentioning that it's being directed by Joe Berlinger, who did some kind of monster. Ah, that's, where that's interesting. Hetfield connection comes in. So they've worked together before. Interesting. And to be fair, if there's one guy in the history of heavy metal that I can definitely envision as a shit-kicking sheriff, it's James Hetfield. <laughs> like, if there was a role he was born to play, it's with that cowboy hat and big old, uh, big old sheriff he star. He looks really his... sheriffy in that picture. Super sheriffy. <laughs> <laughs> ten sheriffs out of ten. Yeah. Um, uh, in shit news, uh, Glenn Tipton has been diagnosed... Well, I think he, he had been um, kind of battling Parkinson's uh, for a while and now it's got to the point where um, he's officially had to kind of step back from full time touring duties with Judas Priest which really which sucks and it's yeah. awful um, yeah there's nothing nothing you can really add to that sentiment other than it's just absolute bollocks that um, 
I can't imagine what it must be like for a guitar player to have to, to go through something like that. And I think it's absolutely amazing and a real testament to the man that he's come straight out and said, I want Priest to carry on playing. They've got Andy Sneap, who produced the album, is a, is a brilliant guitarist in his own right. He's going to be filling in on a lot of dates. Uh, yeah, it really sucks, especially when people hear what's coming from, from Priest this year, because it is it's yeah, really special. The album kills. And it's quite nice that they said that they want to make it so that he can come on and play yeah, the odd totally. song. You know, they're going to bring his kit there and they want him to be there and he can maybe play like a couple of songs. You know, he's you know said he sort of hasn't got the stamina and the strength to do the whole set, but, you know, hopefully he'll be making an appearance anyway. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where there's always, I think metal fans are very quick to jump on bands when they decide to change up lineups or move on without members that have quit or passed away or can't continue or whatever but to me this is a, an ironclad example of you know he's not able to play full time he is still absolutely a part of Judas Priest and what they are yeah. in 2018 um, and we're still going to get the chance to hear some new music and some great pre-shows which I think is you know you can't really argue with that um, and I know that Luke you actually got to, to chat to um, Robin Ian about what's what's going on with Glenn right now yeah I met up I say met up I went to go interview yeah, um, Rob yeah and Ian from Priest on Monday to talk about well, it was originally obviously to talk about you know, the upcoming album and everything else but yeah it was on the same day it was announced that Glenn was stepping back and yeah we had a bit of a chat about how the decision was made and what happened and how everyone feels about it and obviously that it's not you know, clear to point out that Glenn is not leaving. Yeah, this is per, you know, Andy Sleep's just filling in on tour and everything mm-hmm. else. But yeah, you can listen to Rob and Ian talk about that right now. It's also been announced today that Andy's replacing Glenn as the touring yes. guitarist due yes. to his Parkinson's diagnosis. Yes. Where were you when you found out about the diagnosis and what went through your mind? Well, as we said in the statement, Glenn's been Glenn's been battling with this since for, for ten years, man. He's been he's been touring for 10 years has been writing for 10 years recording for 10 years and it was only until last Thursday that he came to the conclusion that um, it was not going to be and this is typically typically Glenn I can't do this because it's it's not right for the band not not right for me it was I think if I go out it's not going to be right for the band So he's always thought about the band, yeah. always about the band first, you know. Yeah. So uh, we know how difficult it was for him to make that decision, and I think we are all we're all relieved that he's been able to find some balance and harmony yeah. in making that decision because we all feel we went through a similar thing at the start of the last tour. Um, Obviously, we're talking four years ago here, you know, when we've gone through the same process we've just been through, we just band rehearsals with the five of us in the live room. And when he started then, he was shaky, and, he, you know, but the thing was, as we went through, he was getting better and better and better every day, and at the end of the second week, he was ready to go, and he put in a superb performance on the last tour. Mm-hmm. And we were all sort of hoping that was going to happen again. Mm-hmm. But, but after the first week, it, it was obvious to all of us that, that he wasn't getting any better, you know. But Glenn being Glenn, he's nothing unless he's a scrapper, Glenn. Mm-hmm. He will fight tooth and nail to, 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 to make it happen. And in the middle of last week, the middle of the last week of rehearsals, he had to, he had to admit it. We, we were all hearing this, and we were living it with him. We felt every note 
mm. you know, and he came in and he made the bravest decision anybody will ever make, mm. saying, I can't do it anymore. You, you know, I'm getting knuckles at the back of my neck now. Mm. Just when he said it, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in the, in the control room where we were sitting at the time. Mm. Um, but it was just... He can't do it. It's not like he's been stupid and fell off his motorbike or, or got whacked out on some drug. You know what I mean? It's not a decision he's made, a stupid decision. It's he can't do it. And he was saying, guys, he said, my brain is telling my hands to do something and they're not doing it. Mm. And he had to admit that mm. to himself as well as us, mm. you know. Now, having said that, he will be showing up on tour and, and playing the odd song with us. Uh, when he was doing the albums, he was fine. He was okay for, for ten minutes or so to run through a song, but standing up for two hours, you know, after a while, you, you could see he wasn't, you know, he got no sort of stamina there. Mm. But uh, who knows? But the strides are being made in, in medical science all the time, you know. So, so we're all hoping, praying that, um, that somewhere along the line, somebody comes up with something that that'll at least control his symptoms, if nothing else, mm. you know, uh, and uh, he, he can get out and at least play. Play through a few songs with us on stage, yeah. you know. Well, all his gears going along with us, yeah. his guitars are going, yeah. you know. So, and uh, it, it's a, it was sad, you know. Like I say, it was really sad. So, of course, it's important to point out that Glenn hasn't left the band at all. Yeah, yeah. It's Sneep's just the touring guitarist. Yeah, he Glenn could come back. Andy himself, you know. He said you've got a great re- re- replacement for the time being here, you know. Um, which surprised of Andy. Yeah. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Um, Glenn's going back and he's starting writing the next album, you know, that was the thing. He said, oh, yeah, I've got a few ideas. And he, he's going to be carrying on, you know. He's going to carry on. It's a great, um, again, much like we were referencing earlier, Luke, about the way Priest makes you feel. Musically, it's empowering, it's uplifting. Um, this is what the experience has been like with Glenn. He's, as, as, as horrible as it's been, he's always been consistently upbeat it's not going to defeat me and he hasn't defeated him he's just playing the guitar a bit differently now so I think as far as the fact of what you just say that word Parkinson's and I think everybody in this country probably around the world knows somebody that's had Parkinson's or or friend of a friend and they just they know when when that word hits you, you know exactly what that person is going through. So in terms of being a, a hero, uh, not only for Glenn, but for, for everybody else that are living the, an effective life with with Parkinson's, I think it's just remarkable. It's just a great um, a great moment for, uh, for Glenn and for Metal, really, in that respect. That was Luke talking to Rob and Ian from Judas Fucking Priest, who are back this year with a new album that you will be wanting to hear. You can trust me on that. It was Tinnitus Awareness Week last week, uh, which is something we thought might be worth kind of talking about a bit on the podcast, because um, we've all kind of uh, recently upgraded our, our, <laughs> our earplugs, which is super <laughs> rock and roll to be admitting on the Metal Health Podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, it's something that... Uh, we've all talked about in the office a lot and it's something that um, affected you out quite significantly last year do you want to kind of talk about your experiences of tinnitus and and you know why we're kind of at the point now where we think we should be shining a bit more of a light on what's going on there yeah sure I mean I've actually had tinnitus for 16 years now very low level didn't bother me too much I got it when I was in school watching a Linkin Park covers band in my school hall 
which is obviously the best way. Yeah, not the most rock and roll way to get to Innisus. The best way to get to Innisus. <laughs> and yeah, I you know obviously went to the doctor. They said that nothing could be done about it. There's no cure. Just kind of get on with things. And ever since that happened, I've always worn earplugs to loud places and to gigs to make sure that I'm not going to get any more damage. But unfortunately, last year I had an ear infection and my tinnitus increased in volume. So I freaked out a little bit, went back, saw some more doctors and uh, kind of, you know, got the infectional fix and everything. But uh, the tinnitus still remains, which I think is the same for a lot of people in the rest of the country. So tinnitus is estimated to affect 6 million people in the country, which is 10% of the population. Uh, but, you know, there is no cure, but the good news is there are ways to manage it, like wearing earplugs and other things. So I think, as one of the doctors said to me, don't catastrophize. It's not the end of the world if it happens to you, you know. But it can be quite, it can still be quite scary because, weirdly, after uh, you went through all that stuff last year, I mean, I remember you were at Bloodstock and you were, you were wearing headphones and you ended up having to leave early because it was, like, really overpowering yeah, and all this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. And, and weirdly, uh, a matter of weeks after that, I mean, I've always had very, very mild tinnitus. Um, thank you, Machine Head, on the blackening for that. But yeah, recently for me as well, it started to get really bad now to the point where I, like, I literally can't sleep some nights now because I've got this insane ringing in my ear. Um, and it's just, it, I've, I've talked to a few people about this and people really don't seem to realise just how important it is that you do protect your ears when you're going to gigs because yeah, that's once that true. shit sets in, it does, it's not going anywhere. And I mean, like Elle said, you can deal with it and there's ways to manage it. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm 31, like, and, and now I've got to a point where I feel like I've kind of got something which I'm probably going to, it's only going to get worse if, if it doesn't get better. So it's just, I don't know, it's something people really should start taking a bit more seriously. And there doesn't seem to be a discourse about it in metal at all at the moment. No, and that's the process that I went through. As you said, I was really quite shaken up last year after my tinnitus got louder and I went to Bloodstock and um, I, because I had this ear infection, they advised me to wear these over-ear ear protectors, which were really stupid looking but I sucked it up and I was like oh I need to wear these you know yeah you did look pretty stupid I know (laughs) thanks guys always good to know you got it back Um, they look really stupid but you know I was like I don't care I'm going to wear them because I want to protect my ears they're already a bit fucked and actually I just felt like they didn't do as good a job as the in-ear ones and I came back and I could hear the ringing really loudly and I did freak out and for a few months after that I didn't want to go to any gigs because I was worried about my ear and I was waiting for appointments for stuff so it isn't a good place to be in. I think it's natural as well that you kind of go through this panic and sort of a little bit of grief maybe about like what you've lost. You know, you kind of, if you have lost a bit of hearing, but at the same time, uh, I think it is important to remain really positive as well because it doesn't mean that you have to stop doing the things you like. It just means that you have to be very, very aware. And I was just a bit unlucky in that I got this infection and it got louder, but with proper protection, which I've been doing for years anyway, it shouldn't get any worse so I think yeah if you haven't got any earplugs and you're going to shows all the time please think about getting earplugs because you don't want to get tinnitus or hearing loss because it sucks yeah it fucking sucks and yeah don't, like don't mess around if you're thinking about getting something like if you're thinking about you know spending a bit of extra money if you can on some good hearing protection go and do it it's not very rock and roll to say it but uh Trust me, you don't want to be uh, living with this shit all the time. And it sucks. Go and see someone if you're freaking out as well. If you've got tinnitus and you're freaking out and you can't sleep and it's making you feel bad, there are certain therapies that they can do. And also, uh, just you want to have your ears checked out properly. Maybe it's noise damage, it could be an underlying condition. 
Um, I'm going to get an MRI just to see what the inside of my ear looks like. That's going to be exciting. So can't wait for that. Good, good. Lovely stuff. Yeah, look after your ears, people. And if you're having problems, go sort them out immediately. Uh, our wonderful readers on the Metal Hammer Readers Facebook page, go look it up and join us. Uh, I've been sending in some questions. What are they asking us? Uh, Marco LG asks, what is your favourite album of the year so now, far? Mate, it's February, chill I out. know. <laughs> two, well, barely two months I don't in. like this question because I just feel like... Well, you've got to answer it, There's L, not enough time. Marco wants to know. There's not enough time. <laughs> uh, I need more time. You've been listening to music this year. What um, have you been listening to? Uh, uh, I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, th- for albums that are out there now, um, you know, we're lucky enough to hear a lot of stuff in advance, of course. Uh, Conjurer is kind of right up there for yeah. me. Um, I think that's going to be the album that a lot of people are talking about come the end of the year in terms of, you know, debuts that are going to get people excited and doing something uh, interesting. Um, I've, I'm going to say, actually, just to tie into what we, we were saying earlier, I think when people hear this Judas Priest album, they are not going to be ready for it. They are going um, to shit. It's, they are going to <laughs> shit. Um, all I'll say is, is that, for now, is that um, Sneep, uh, Andy Sneep has been producing it, and he did the same thing for Megadeth's Endgame, and to me, he's done the, he's worked it again. Like, this is, this is Priest's Endgame, and it's going to, it's, yeah. They recorded, they recorded it live as a band as well yep. for the first time, which I think you can tell. Yep. There's some serious energy going on. Definitely. So yeah, two, two ends of the scale to me. One, not out yet, but I'm pretty confident it will, it will stay out there at the end of the year. And uh, yeah, the Conjure album as well. Both yep. British, British metal, yeah. Uh, yeah, Conjure album is obviously amazing. I, I don't think it's out there yet, but it will be soon next week, maybe. Oh, I thought it would come out now. I don't know, maybe. It's out soon, Good. ASAP. Actually, you're right. The Conjure album, I just remembered it got put back, didn't it? It's out. Uh, March the something. March the something. Mm. Is that a thing? A Friday in March, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> We've done our research. Well, <laughs> so, it just got put back. That's why I checked up. But yeah, yeah it's good as that, well. That will be good. Get ready for that. Yeah, the Harm's Way record is probably the best hardcore oh, record of the year so far. It's fucking that came out last great. week, didn't it? Yeah, it came out last week. And yeah, it's just a beast of a record. It's just like really heavy aggro hardcore record with some nice industrial bits lovely which is really really cool and the Watane album's great because oh the Watane of course yeah it's been such a good year already I've almost forgot about the Watane album that yeah. slayed right come on Al you've had it you've had us rambling now you've got to choose fine I really like the Tesseract album Sonder but it's not out yet oh. so sorry and then <laughs> another apart, British metal album apart from that though if I'm going to have to pick something that's literally come out in the last six weeks I know it's controversial but I'm just going to pick Machine Head Catharsis Ooh, interesting. I like it. I do. I think the first half is much better than the second half, but yeah, I've still listened to it a lot, so yeah, still cool. like it. Someone did ask us last week, we didn't, um, but uh, we didn't get round to answering what we thought about um, what we thought about Catharsis. It's easily the most opinion-splitting album that's come out in our world this year so far. Um, to be honest, if you haven't read Al's review, you can still find it on the Hammer site now, and it is it is well worth um, going into because I think. I think you summed up, to be honest. Andrew Cleary asks, in the Hammer Presents Tour feature excellent. In the Hammer Presents Tour featuring Trivium, Code Orange, Power Chip and Venom Prison. Just pause and admire that lineup for a second. Drink yeah. it in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which set are you most looking forward to? This is like choosing between kids. It is My kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to be Well like if you had four pets you really loved. Yeah, exactly. You had to pick one of them. Um, I mean, I think if we're talking about the most hyped band on that tour, I think Code Orange are the yeah. band that you know people are talking about. They've had the Grammy uh, nomination um, in the last 
few weeks and stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of people talking about that. I think in terms of a real like fuck yeah moment, I think what I'm most looking forward to actually is getting to see Venom Prison walk out on stage at Brixton Academy. Like yeah. a British death metal band who I actually remember the day, oh God, I guess it was 18 months ago now that Luke actually turned around to everybody in the office and said, have you heard this album that's just come in? And to go from that moment to see that band having gone on Bloodstock's main stage and you know they just booked their first US tour and everything else, um, to see them walk out in front of 5,000 people is going to be amazing. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah, it'd be the biggest venue, I think, yeah, well, Venom Prison, Powerchip, and Code Orange would have ever played in the UK, yep. mm. which is mental. And, and uh, the biggest headline set Trivium have done for a few years now as well. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. They bought the Roundhouse last time. Yeah. And yeah, Brixton's twice that. But, oh, yeah. But yeah, I think I'm most excited about Code Orange, probably. I've seen, I love Venom Prison, but I've seen them a million times in the last year, and each time they kill it, but I've only seen Code Orange once since they released Forever. And I need to see it again. Yeah, I agree. But can we also remember how good Trivium's album is? Because obviously it came out end of last year, Mm -hmm. so it kind of got a little bit missed, probably in the Christmas rush. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. The best thing they've done in years and years and years. It's an absolutely unbelievable metal album. And my favourite track on there, Sever the Hands. I'm very excited about hearing that. As soon as that question came up, I was like, I was going to squeeze in a Sever the Hand reference. It's a great um, song. It's listen, a brilliant song, If yeah. you missed it at the end of last year, though, Sin in the Sentence, please listen Get to it. it. And obviously, it goes without saying, uh, if you're yet to check out any of those bands, check them out. Go and buy a ticket. There's still tickets on sale for some of those um, dates in year April. It's gonna be it's gonna be the tour of the year. We're calling it now. We can't fucking wait. James Keel asks, in relation to the recent Reading and Leeds announcement, what bands from our world would you suggest they book to play the main stage as a representation of our scene? Would you choose bands to try and win over Charlie Casuals? Charlie Casuals. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> in their Courtenay shirts, or pick bands with such an extreme level of heaviness that you know would intentionally irritate or provoke the shit out of them. So I guess for this, this is not thinking of Reading as we remember it, where it was a very, it was a much more mixed festival and heavy music had a real presence. We're treating Reading as the extremely mainstream, slanted. Uh, Kings of Leon headlines yeah. festival it is today so uh, I don't know I mean part of me just thinks it'll be cool to give something everybody something really interesting and different like Baby Metal or Ghost put Baby that on the main yeah. stage um, you can't ignore saying, that stuff really can you I mean you might not like it but you're probably going to have a reaction to it yeah, exactly. because you'll see it happening People and be like what it. is this Yeah. and yeah you're right I think both those bands have played before already A Ghost not on the main stage but I was there when Baby Metal did the main stage and yeah that was one of the biggest crowds that turned up yeah. that day it was insane so yeah that would be interesting or you just go the other way and you just think screw it just put Caramel <laughs> Corpse on yeah Cannibal <laughs> Corpse or Gore Guts or like <laughs> Ingested just stick them on in between like a couple of Grimax and see what happens. It's a weird one. Because I remember when... Were you there when Skindred played the main stage? Yes, it was. Yeah. Went that was off. a good year. That, that, was, was, a that was great. Wasn't that the year where System played and were really good as well? Mm, was Skindred no, on the DL I think Parkway were like on that day. Um, Am I getting mixed up? I'm sure Skindred and, the, and Parkway played the same day. Maybe they played twice. I'm thinking of 2013 when MM headlined and all that. No, I'm thinking... Maybe it was like two, two years ago. ago. Yeah. I think it was the same day as DMWord. But Skindred can make a funeral fun. Like, they are just <laughs> the best. What? <laughs> the kids? Like, yeah. They're just the best. They are just, just one of the on best the live bands of all time. Yeah. And I think, I think if any, you could put that as a representation of our scene 
at any festival everyone goes oh, actually metal's quite fun isn't it yeah I mean yeah. they've done Bloodstock as well a completely different crowd mm. again and you wouldn't really think to put them there and it's just a good put thing put them on at Glastonbury get them on BBC TV yeah. how have they not done Glastonbury yeah. that's crazy yeah. who do you pick up this is really stupid but I'm just going to get I'd love to see it like at Bloodstock on an afternoon they always put someone on that's a bit stupid like Corpaclani I'd love to just put them on and have them do like happy, folk metal. happy little boozer or something. <laughs> yeah, that could work. That would definitely confuse people. It would confuse people a lot. I'd back that. Folk metal for Reading, let's yeah. make it happen. Just stick evil scarecrow on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tristan Chamberlain asks, if everyone at Metal Hammer had to collectively pick a favourite band, who would it be? So across the whole team? Yeah, I guess that the one band likes. that we all agree on. Uh, we... Well, most. Um, let's discount... Metallica because yeah, that's, the, that's the obvious if you don't like metal and no sorry if you like metal and you don't like Metallica what are you doing I think everyone likes Maiden to a degree probably not quite the same degree Ellen is not a massive Maiden fan I've got you I took you to see Maiden you had a good time last year I had a really good remember time that, remember that remember that when we sang along and climbed like a monkey remember <laughs> <laughs> that was good um, uh, yeah, to be fair what would we all go and see if they were playing I think there's two I think there's two bands that I can think of in recent memory Merca and Grave Pleasures yeah, that, yeah, blind Because we, we can put that out in the office and everyone will like it and maybe even sing to it. Yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, every, we all love the Merco album. Yeah, we true. all really like the Great Pleasures album. I kind of feel like Parkway are getting there for us as well because everyone liked that last album. Yeah. I even like, Jonathan Seltzer likes Even Seltzer. Extreme man, yeah. Um, yeah, our subterranean editor and living extreme legend Seltzer backed it as well. Um, but again, Parkway are one of those bands where if you don't go see them live and think they're brilliant at what they do, then you just don't know what you're talking about. You have no soul. You have no soul. So yeah, that would be a bill we'd all go see. Parkway, Merco, great pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, so uh, we just uh, uh, started to read this next question out until Luke realised he'd miss, uh, he put it down wrong. <laughs> um, uh, Adam Turner asks, Mount, uh, well, we thought Adam Turner had asked us for the Mount Rushmore of heavy metal and rock. Must be a frontman, lead guitarist, bass guitarist, and a drummer. No double picking, so you can't pick Lemmy to be frontman and bass or whatever. Um, uh, what we didn't realise at first was that Adams wanted this to be specifically British. So we've just done some last minute scrabbling. And here's what we came up with. This is our Mount Rushmore's of British heavy metal and rock. Basically super groups. Uh, one person per instrument. I've just gone full metal. Um, possibly the most metal super group ever. Um, Rob Halford on vocals Tony Iommi on guitar Lemmy on bass Nick and McBrain on drums that is a band I would listen to Sick. except I'm not metal enough so that's mine what are you saying guys? have you got yours out there? British Mount, Mount oh, Rushmore I'm still kind of scrabbling around a little bit where are you at? frantically googling the word British drummer <laughs> <laughs> basically I'm going to go with Tony Iommi did you just pick him as well? I did that's a, fine a guitar. he's a good choice I'm going to pick Dan Searle on drums. Nice. I'm going to pick Jeff Walker on bass. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I'm going to pick... Just think of what this would sound like. I'm going to pick Dan Tompkins on vocals. Oh my God. That is the wildest supergroup ever. <laughs> It'd be great. So it's basically... What would it sound like? It's basically Sabbath, Architects, Carcass and Tesseract. It's like Jenny Sabbath riffs over blast beats with <laughs> Dan Tompkins singing. It's quite Damn very it. versatile. What a band. Uh, Luke? Uh, mine's not that metal, really, except... Well, I've never been famous. But Sam you. Carter on vocals. Nice. 
Can't part with that, really. Uh, Geezer Butler on bass, because I wanted to pick Aomi, but... I too. I thought also, everyone else was picking Iomi. Also, and, arguably the most underrated member of Black Sabbath. Yeah, like, he's, he's a butler. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, on guitar, I went for David Gilmore because I oh. I love Floyd. Wow. And I think it would be wicked. I wasn't expecting there that. And uh, John Bonham on drums. So basically, wow. it's going to be expansive guitars with Sabbath riffs and then just Sam screaming Great. over it. Post metal, I'm hoping it's going to be. Who oh, made the best Mount Rushmore supergroup? Let us know on the Metal Hammer Readers Facebook group or on yeah. Twitter. They're all going to sound uh, awful. Just how much was it? Mine is it? Mine will sound sick. Yeah. I'm, I'm really on. excited about mine, actually. So. Well, good mm. for you. Um, <laughs> Someone our, has to be. Can we do our American ones next time? No. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, thank you very much for listening in everybody it's been a pleasure we will be with you next week at the same time on Thursday as always don't forget to go and pick up the new issue of Metal Hammer it features killer interviews with the likes of Nightwish Arch Enemy Epica Venom Prison Oceans of Slumber Black Moth and many 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 more Luke's going to see Eamon Ra tomorrow that should be good it's going to be nice and bleak good can't wait to to hear about uh, that all next week and yeah we will see you then stay safe stay metal see you later guys see ya